Thank you so very much for this wonderful opportunity to come over and share about the about the church in Pakistan. I have uh, given the title Pakistani Church Then and Now. Mostly people ask me about the church, uh, that Christians are in danger. And I always say, uh, it's not that bad. So let us, let us talk about the historical um, perspective first. Try to understand how Christians, you know, exist there, you know, how the church was planted in that difficult region and how it developed and why it is suffering today. If we just talk about suffering, it's incomplete and I, th I think it's not effective idea and we will not understand the church and its dignity fully. So I will, um, uh, first I would like to uh, talk about this. This is a Pakistani flag. And I want to share that this white color and moon and star represents Christianity and other minority groups. White color. Green color is for Muslim community and white color is for um, uh, Christian minority. And mostly Americans ask me, uh, do you have any Christians in Pakistan? Pakistan, I say, yes, Pakistani Christian is, uh, Christians are very strong. So they have little or sometimes, sadly, no idea that Christians exist in Pakistan. So this is the Pakistani uh, flag, Pakistani church, then and now. If you say Pakistan, uh, Pakistani church um, uh, is, is, has, was planted in 18th or 17th or 16th centuries, this is not true our argument. Pakistani church was actually started in the first century. It was British India. It was uh, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and uh, uh, India were united. Um, the first century, many historians, it, it is not a, a time to discuss many historians and their arguments. That in, in short, Many historians are agreed, and we have um, um, uh, substance, and we can we can show the world from the history that Pakistan in the in the Taxla. This is the city I visited in Pakistan. Thomas Saint Thomas came to India, and that was the year when the Christian stirred, uh, church first time was planted in in that difficult region in Hindu. Uh, community. Uh, Taxla is now a city of Pakistan. After the partition, that became the, the Pakistan, so that's what we can say. Pakistani church was started in the first century, but sadly, it did not survive for a long time. But yet, the, 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 some, um, uh, uh, you, can, you can still approve that church was there. But what happened with, with the next, next? This is American missionary, Andrew Gordon from North America. Uh, he was from Philadelphia and uh, later was working in New York and some other parts of, of, the, of, the, of America. He was chosen to go to India mission in 1955. Uh, in 1953, they started, they had a vision to start or plant the church in, in India. And Though many missionaries were there, if some people are from India, maybe they will have some other um, pioneers. But why I'm talking, I will explain later. But Andrew Gordon was chosen. His wife was actually the person like you. 
who had the vision to start the mission in just one prayer meeting in the night. In the following uh, Sunday, they shared the vision with the church, like you can share the vision with the church. And people united and said, okay, let us start the church in India. And her husband, Andrew Gordon, was chosen. But sadly, Andrew Gordon is always missed or remembered as pioneer. Rather, I would say that was a vision of his wife and a work of him to start the Presbyterian Church in Pakistan. So Pakistani Church was started by Andrew Gordon and uh, Rebecca Gordon in 1850s. Later, uh, this is an uh, interesting picture. The church was planted and began in the province of Punjab. Punjab means Punj is five. This is Punj, five, and Nad is rivers. And it was believed that we will share the gospel with Indian people, and it will flow like five rivers. So the five rivers named Punjab five waters so as uh, the uh, uh, this church will flow like five waters and actually it happened it happens that's why i'm here so the, uh, it was started from punjab the next is uh, what happened in 1957 in 1950s the church was planted 1950s the church was critically suffering the first Freedom War started in 1857. That was a very sad year for the, for the, for the church, particularly for the church mission. Uh, a mutiny broke and many people were killed, including Thomas Hunter, the first Scottish missionary, was, was murdered with his wife and little kid, the child. They, uh, and the mission work was stopped for a while. It was sad and very, very bad moment for the, for the church. It was alarming for the church whether they will be starting or they will taking the church forward or not. But actually, they stopped in this year. So I have uh, shown this, that picture to, to, to show how people were killing uh, missionaries and many other people. So what happened? Many, there were so many people, or children, orphaned, helpless homeless so mission got a chance to chance to start mission with education and they started boarding schools so this is the 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 early american boarding school in sialkot the mission was started in sialkot sialkot is now pakistan so that's why american missions first started presbyterian church in the in the region of pakistan so this is, this is a boarding school in Sialkot. So they started boarding school for uh, orphan people, for those people who have lost their parents or their loved ones or particularly uh, father during the war in 1957. So this was built and many other girls' uh, schools and boarding schools were opened. So people started from here to educate um, uh, Christians. Uh, Later, majority of Muslims, and we can say Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs, and many other people accepted Christianity. But not suddenly. It happened in after 10 or 15 years. But 
there was a, a fascinating story what happened missionaries and nobody could ever believed in that what happened with the church when majority of untouchable people became christians and let me explain what is untouchability in india caste system was very very strong i would say caste system is not present in pakistan but class system is not going anywhere it is still present there caste system means the higher caste is head the lower caste is breast and the third class is legs and the fourth caste caste is feet there are some scheduled classes they are are called out classes untouchable people and mags chudas and dalits were actually untouchable people and there is a fascinating story about one person um, though many muslim people also became uh, christians but i will i would like to share uh, uh, about this person sorry uh this person here so this is the christian community early christian leaders who who became christian majority of not all but majority of almost 88 88% these people became christians and women were not they were uh, we we must need to remember they were not allowed to go to church not allowed to ad- to be educated not allowed to look at high caste not allowed to talk they were just like lepers andrew gordon once has said in his book our india mission that christian these uh, uh, heathen people are just like lepers i mean they scream from the distance that i am chuda please don't come to me so mission uh, church mission thought we should touch the leper and we, sh- we for the healing so they uh, they converted them and many people this is the uh, th- this is the early picture of our church leaders so you can see dit sitting here right here he was he was not able to walk properly but he became a very strong christian early christians were threatened by their family members we should remember it was not a um i should say the bed of roses that they are becoming christians and they are becoming higher classes no they were threatened by their communities and neighbors and family members but what happened with dit why he became so popular because he went he insisted and he asked missionaries to send me back to my house and missionaries were, were not encouraged they were not even encouraged to baptize him they were li- little hesitant not to do that because he was not educated they said maybe he will be threatened and he will be killed but he said no i just want to go if i if i if i if they kill me if i'm died i will die for christ he was that strong okay andrew gordon and other missionaries they they allowed him to go back and what happened he sat in the corner for 3 months in his house for 3 months they used every derogatory uh, and derogatory whatever you say remarks and offensive remarks against him but he he did not lose his his faith he said i'm ready to die for christ but you can't change my faith missionaries were surprised when he came back with his family and brothers after 3 months 
and he requested church missionaries to baptize them as well. And Gordon Brown said, uh, Gordon, Andrew Gordon said, okay, this is the time for indigenous leadership. We don't need to call them here. We need to go there and preach there. And we should, we should be sending them to do the mission work. So that was the so that's why this character is really remembered, the poor character. But what he how he I mean all these people were educated, but this was not he was not that educated. He was used to sit on the floor and write like this. His listening power was so powerful that he learned a lot. And he did a lot of works and missionary works and uh, he helped them a lot. And after years, he was capable to be ordained. So that's why I'm using this character and many other characters in my book and why they were ordained, why people laid their hands on them to be a leader. So this is actual picture of the early church, the way, well, people, we call it, um, uh, we call it people's movement. But uh, after that, many hundreds and thousands and then billions of people became Christians. That's the, that's the short story. Uh, so uh, there's, that is another thing. Nobody was talking to women. Well, people talked to that, but who is going to be, uh, uh, who, who can talk to women? And uh, let me give you one word. This is Zanana mission. The mission was forced to start Zanana mission. And maybe you will be agreed with me that you were facing the same problem when women were not allowed to be ordained in this country. In, in, other, in, in, in other countries as well. But Pakistan is very, very behind, you know, of this. We, we are not, we don't ordain. But if we ordain, we still don't have any place for women. But why Zanana mission? Zan is, is a Persian word. Zan is woman and Ana is Zoom. It's a... It's a room in the house where if, for example, if somebody visits um, uh, or, or comes to house, they are not allowed to talk to women. Women immediately will go to that room called Zanana. And this is a very dark room. This is a dark room means nobody can go there. And sometimes a woman can't even come out of that room for, for any help, any medical uh, uh, help or educational help or anything like that. Missionaries had difficulty to interact or talk to women. So who will go to that room? So that was the start of the women missionary in India. When, we, when they started inviting their wives, their sisters, educators, Sunday school teachers, and many other people. So women took a book and gospel as well as medicine to that room to help the help the woman help the poor poor women so that was the that was the way people started zanana mission in in pakistan and india and it became so popular if you google that you can easily find that but it actually started and it was so successful in 1880s and uh, it is still 1930 it was so effective to bring these and i i i shared with people in North Carolina that I'm one of them. That like coming from that room, um, not to just scream, but share the light, you know? So light was, you know, uh, 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 was shared 
Toshpur was was passed over to these women, and they came out of that room to share the uh, share the light, to show the light. And you can see thousands of women today sharing sharing the word. Now nowadays, a woman can you can see women um, teaching, preaching, leading Sunday school, youth counseling, wives of pastoral ministry. Uh, this is what I did. Uh, before uh, teaching at the seminary, medical support, a boarding school shelter, and worship music, psalms. Why I said uh, it is interesting to, to, to see this one, because American musicians, some of um, women were, um, women missionaries, were working with local musicians, and they translated and they, uh, uh, it, uh, they made tunes of psalms in Punjabi language, and are still you know, very, very popular. I think this is one of the best gifts, you know, one of the best gifts the church has given to the church. Not the one, but everyone, all denominations. So this is a wonderful work done by women and, and uh, many other missionaries along with men. Um, later, now church is facing issues. Now this is the era people mostly ask me why uh, 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 Christians are suffering. The life is really difficult for Christians, and I, I always say it's not that bad, but if something happens, it can happen critically. That is true as well. The first thing is, is there's a social prejudice. As I said, out you cannot eat and drink with lower caste. That was, the, that was approved by the caste, the previous caste, but it still can be practiced in Pakistan and in many in, uh, other areas. So social prejudice was always always there. Sorrow on women's birth. I have given one um, uh, 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 quote. Uh, People who pride themselves on their caste will not allow even the shadow of passing Shura to fall upon them. It, it, it was said by Frederick and Stock. And then uh, again, people like lepers that cannot be touched. So social prejudice has been... Uh, uh, is present there, and people like um, I, I don't remember my brother's brother name who who has been in Pakistan. Maybe he has seen that, you know. Uh, so I think uh, male dominated society, majority of male they dominate and they don't allow their women to go. So this this kind of, but I think, and they they use this word for Christians. Even highly education educated people can be called chura. Chura is a lowest caste. It's a it's inst insulting word people use for Christians today as well. So this this kind of issues. But I think when I think in pre nineteen uh, nineteen eighty era, this is the nineteen pre nineteen eighty era when we were socially segregated, but still nobody was murdering us, nobody was killing us, nobody was uh, burning Christian uh, Christian churches and Bibles and everybody. But why in pre and in, in post nineteen eighty it is happening with a church planted in 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 eighteen fifties? Let me uh, explain this. Church from post nineteen seven is Christian from were promised to be practiced uh, to be protected in Pakistan, but now they have less or no power to protect themselves. Early Islamic conflict, early in. Uh, Islamic conflict means Islamic um, uh, or Muslim sects were fighting with each other. And men 
majority people fight with each other, definitely a minority group suffer. They can punish with each other without realizing that it is going to hurt lower community more, more than them. Bangladesh separated, separated in 1971, and that was based on the racism as well. Islamization in 1980s, I will explain uh, in, in, uh, in, the, in the next point. But Christian and church mission became more vulnerable in contemporary Pakistan in, uh, in, 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 uh, 19, after 1980. Uh, uh, Let me tell you uh, what happened in 1980. They applied, um, they changed or reformed the law. First, I will say 295, all black color, is 1860 law brought by Thomas B. Macaulay in 18, applied, uh, pro proposed in 1837, but finally applied in 1860. And what is the law? In short, 295 to protect places of worship, all, Sikh, Muslim, Hindu, whoever, all re religious places uh, of, of worship can be protected under that, under that section. 295A protects Speech and writing, uh, our lectures and uh, our uh, sermons and w w whatever we do, and writings and publications can be protected. Rather, it, you, you can't use offensive words, then your book will be banned. But yes, you're allowed to, to write. So it protects write and speech and writing. 296, to protect religious assemblies, lawfully engaged, like we were engaged in upstairs. We were worshiping God. No, no. I mean, nobody can came and just hurt us or kick us So from the church. And 297 is really, really interesting. To respect the dead and graveyard, churchyard. You can't insult these places. 298, to protect religious discussions. And you can hear about uh, the discussions of Agra. Agra is a, is a wonderful city of, of India today. Uh, 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 religious discussions and dialogue was very popular there. And many Muslims who did not win their dialogue became Christians and they became wonderful scholars of, um, uh, of, of the church. So these laws, in 1980s what happened? Pakistan added some more sections. And let me uh, explain now. 295B as written, life imprisonment for defiling the copy of the Quran. Even you have touched with unclean hands, if you have, if the copy has been dropped mistakenly, you can be accused of. If you have burnt any page, you can be imprisoned for. And second, 295C, death punishment for insulting the Prophet Muhammad. That was 1986. So this is enough to learn. The law was in, uh, reformed, but not for Christians. It was for Ahmadi community to punish them who did not believe in the, uh, in the, in the final status of, uh, of, the, uh, of the prophethood of Prophet Muhammad. So as I said, Muslim sects were fighting with each other. They, are, they were preparing the land to punish minorities seriously. So they actually did. So this, sadly, it happened. So it, it is highly controversial. On one hand, it protects speeches. On other, you can't say anything. But the sad thing is, there is no proper accusation of this law. If a Christian is accused of blasphemy, 
he or she will be killed first, maybe in the jail, or anything can happen with that. They can burn the Bibles, they can burn the church, they can burn the whole community. And this has actually happened in last 35 years. So that's why people ask why Christians are suffering. Christians were not always suffering. They are suffering in post-1980 era. So let me share some examples. This is the example. Uh, it happened in 12, uh, 12, uh, 2012 in Lahore, where the church was um, uh, 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 one, uh, only one person was accused of blasphemy, saying something against. And that was actually the case where people um, were interested in the land of Christians. So they tried to, uh, there was an issue to uh, occupy the land and they accused one Christian, so they burned the, the whole community. More than 100 houses of Christians were burned. Their property, their everything was burned. The church was burned. And they, once, if something happens like this, Christians just leave the house, we don't know where they go. It's a, it's a very sad story. It's very difficult to come back to, to the land if something happens like that. So, so they burnt everything, including crosses and everything. So it, it is a kind of serious lynching and killing. Blasphemy law, you, have, you may have heard about Asya Bibi. That was a very, very popular case. Asya Bibi was, uh, was uh, sadly, uh, was, un, uh, was uh, imprisoned for nine years. Nine years without any crime. And what was the crime? Let me just, uh, uh, this, this, this is Asya Bibi. And this is a, uh, just a young girl, only 12 years old, 13 years old. This girl was, had, had a Down, Down syndrome, not even perfectly, you know, uh, well. Um, but she was uh, accused of burning the copy of Quran. But uh, uh, many Muslim leaders were, you know, were not happy because this happened, you know, because again, people were not happy with, with the Christian community of Islamabad and they accused of this little girl to just remove the community from the, from the place. So you can accuse one Christian to remove all the, all people from the, from the, from the place. That is very critical issue. So, but for why this case is happened is really important. This is a recent case. It happened, she's released from the jail, but she spent nine years in the jail. And let me tell you why she was, uh, he was suffering. From 2010 to 2019, this is the place. This was the place from where uh, women were working in the fields and they, she was forbidden not to drink from the same place Muslim people, uh, women were drinking. She drank and she had the water from that pool and she was accused of blasphemy. So my point is not to why Christians are suffering, but people are setting their personal score to punish Christians, to punish the poor. And this issue is still when Christians are no more poor classes, no more uh, caste system, they are not in, uh, untouchable, but they can still be uh, uh, deal with, I mean, uh, behave. I mean, people can still um, behave like they are poor classes and they can accuse them easily. Because the people said, You are impure, you are 
Christian, you cannot eat and drink with us. So she spent almost nine years, this woman, in, in the jail. Finally, she was released in 2019 in January. But you know what happened? Pakistan was unrest. Everything was closed. We closed our seminary for three days, for nothing. Do um, roads were closed, everything was, every single office was shut down. Just for one, one woman. People were claiming and they were demanding to kill her. So we were, we called, we were, we received call to close everything and just take care of yourself. So we were, it was that, that bad. So it can happen. Finally, she was released and she, uh, she's somewhere, she's somewhere in, in Canada now. Because once you are accused, it's a serious case, you have, uh, you are not safe in Pakistan, you have to leave. So she took asylum in, uh, in, uh, Rimsha, this little child, she was in and with her family. She's in Canada as well. Many people are living in this country. Many people are in, living in Europe and UK. And you will see many people, but they don't, they hide their identity. So once you're accused, you are no more the normal person. You must need to hide your name. Everything is gone. So Christians are, if you need more information about that, this is, this is my recently published book. You can easily uh, order online and you can have that. I have discussed the detail. What was the British law? And why Christians were not committing blasphemy in that age? And why they are accused in that? I mean, I, I did not write about anything Islam. There's no point to write about. But it is important to write why Christians are suffering and why and how the law has damaged the church mission and Christians and their property and dignity and everything. So this is, you can, you can easily uh, uh, get this book, uh, uh, The Evolution on Legislation on Relig Religious Offenses. This is actually my PhD dis dissertation as well. Because this issue, and I was interested to look back the, to the his historical roots of the law and why the church Christians are suffering. It took me all the way to Europe and America and everywhere to, to get this work done. And, and thankfully, I have done, and uh, it was published by Langham. So you can, you can have this if you want. Um, secondly, uh, just in short, I will say not only blasphemy, but forced conversion is a serious, serious issue in Pakistan as well. You can be, I mean, many, many women can be forced to, and there is a very mindset, uh, a, a kind of mindset of people. Sadly, they can rape the girl first, and then they can force their families to Marry with the same girl. And she is forced to convert to Islam. And once any woman has converted to Islam, cannot come back and cannot, cannot revert, cannot, cannot accept Christ again. It is that serious. And there are some other cases, uh, uh, blasphemy cases, where people converted into Christianity, even males. They were accused of blasphemy. So, uh, uh, because you have left Prophet Muhammad and accepted Christ. It is, it is that offensive now. So church mission is actually under threat. So um, forced conversion is a serious issue nowadays. Many women, in, uh, mostly in Sindh province and in Punjab province, they can be forced, especially those women who work in Muslim houses or 
they are poor classes and they have a, have to pay a lot of debt to their muslim landlords and so they can force their muslim their uh, christian women to to marry with them so they can be raped and they can be easily because christian families sometimes as i said have little or no power to say anything so once they have no power they just give their girls away so it is that bad so we we are really really concerned about this issue as well um this is uh, another um, a problem, honor killing. You may have heard about that, honor killing. Honor killing means if a woman has become modern, um, a Pakistani, uh, I, I must say, Pakistan is a, is a modern Islamic country. It is still not like, is, uh, like uh, Saudi Arabia and, and Iran. On one hand, it is very traditional. On one other hand, on the other, it's really, really, um, uh, 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 traditional and modern as well. So on both sides, it's extreme. So uh, um, honor killing. Uh, if you have converted, and I mean, if there is a volunteer, dear a, a, a convert, you know, who willingly was happy to accept Christ, he or she can be murdered. And the one who murders says, "I have done a great job because I have saved life by killing." So this is. This is honor killing. Recently, one woman was killed when she became a, mo a model, a very, very modern girl, wearing different clothes. She was murdered. So honor killing is common as well, particularly in rural areas. It's very common. But some, uh, some parts of Punjab and some modern uh, cities, this is, this is not that common. But it is, uh, as I said, Pakistan is a modern as well as extremely traditional. So tradition means you can be killed if you do anything. So uh, next, uh, this, these, all these are Christian people who, who, uh, uh, who protest that it, 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 it shouldn't be practiced in that way. Um, um, I wish if my, some of my Chinese friends would have come, but she, she's not, I don't know. If somebody's from China, you are from China. We, ha we are having Chinese problems as well. Yeah, <laughs> so all the, apart from making everything in China, uh, I think we have a China uh, problem as well. What is the problem currently in one in last one or two years? What is happening? Many people are coming chi from China. They are starting the business in Pakistan, and they are um, initially people were happy to. I mean, they were asking. For, for marriage and people were giving their girls, you know, because they don't have to be care, um, uh, worried about dowry and um, a huge amount of money and arrangements and anything expensive things to do. But what happened next? Next is they can be trapped. And wh what we heard that these uh, same uh, Christian women were used as slaves in China. So this is a current issue we are facing. So uh, uh, Pakistani government is, has, has uh, taken initiative, and many, many Pakistani Christians have t t uh, t taken initiative sorry, uh, to, to, uh, to help the poor and to make the people aware that they should be careful not to just sell their, not to sell their girls to these people who bring the money, but actually you are selling, no, you are not, um, helping your girls, you are actually damaging their lives. So I think this is, this is a serious issue we are, we are facing nowadays in Pakistan. 
um, this is a family issue as well. So this is uh, a current issue. Now efforts, I'm just almost, almost end. Uh, so what, what are the efforts church has done and, uh, and is doing? And many people, both in, in indigenous and abroad, people from abroad are helping. First, encouragement from the church leaders. Uh, prayers is is the is the wonderful gift of uh, of 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 you guys, of, of you and, and other leaders law to support women uh, pakistan has uh, enforced another law if you can um, if a young girl can be remarried investigation is is important so it is it is um, it is saving girls but not as as e as we wanted because as i said people hardly take any action because of their blasphemy accusations so yes pakistan is making little efforts but yes uh, it is it, it still it is not that strong education is really important educate ed educating people making people aware not to make the mistake i think i'm i w i was very happy when many mothers you know raised their voice and they said please don't send their your girls to china please don't send your girls to muslim houses for cleaning don't don't do that but this is a financial issue as well so many people can be easily trapped and and, and hurt seminar many people are starting i have spoken um, recently when i was coming here in june i spoke in uh, in peshawar in, in the city of peshawar uh, i it, that was on the forced conversion and chinese marriages because this is a current issue so i was i spoke there what are the reasons behind all these and how we can take us so this kind of things and awareness are important for the awareness um Next, we need to we need new model of uh, models of Zanana mission. Maybe, maybe we are not allowed to go to the same room, but we need to reform. We can't use old methods of mission as we as we, they were dialoguing and talking to directly to Muslim community and Hindu community. This is a different era. We must need to change our the. We used one phrase: words either written or spoken. It is actually written in 295A section. So I think it means writings and speech. We must need to change our words. We cannot use the old method to convert or to. I think this is the time to strengthen the church rather than converting. I would say, because it is if you if you if you do anything wrong, you know. But if if Muslim people come voluntarily, they definitely leave the country. And many people have started leaving the country by misusing this law as well. So I think uh, 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 new models of, uh, of Zanana mission, mission, teaching, speaking, uh, speaking and publishing is important. Uh, counseling is really important. Uh, moral support is really important. Moral Let me give you one example. There was a church was attacked in Peshawar, and I always give this uh, when whenever I I share this story, it makes me sad and even cry. And uh, when when during the worship, the church was murdered. Uh, many people were murdered. Um, they were killed, and later they were counting people. How many people were were uh, uh, martyred? Um, they called them martyrs, and one woman raised her hand broken voice raised her hand and she said please don't forget my six months old martyr the day 
the bomb uh, uh, the church was attacked my child in my womb died so these stories are so these people have long way to accept that reality so i think counseling and moral support is really important for these people who have a tr in trauma you you they are in trauma and they need support and encouragement and words or maybe um, a little um, uh, walk with them and he hearing their stories financial support and shelters and people have started uh, churches have started leaders have started uh, speaking against uh, all these things um, but uh, one thing whether law will be changed or not uh, the church mission will definitely continue the church is still there we are still worshiping we are still there I, one thing I will uh, uh, happily share uh, after this attack, when it happened in, in the church in, in church in Peshawar, next Sunday, the church was packed with people. Even those people came who never came to church. Everybody said, "We are ready to die," and that was a kind of protest that we are not afraid. So please don't think Pakistani church is that. But Pakistani people are, people ask me, why you go back to Pakistan? I'm used to. We are used to live there. This is the country we live in. I will close this uh, um, whole talk with, with this uh, wonderful quote. Um, we do not need to feel inferior anymore. For God has given us a special dignity, importance, and purpose. We cannot boast about our history because it is also full of failures and betrayals. But we refuse to believe those who try to make us feel ashamed of it. Thank you very much. <laughs>